few verses here, the, the uh, 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Actually, the whole book of Hebrews deals with endurance. It deals with um, never giving up, always holding on, never losing hope. Amen. Every Christian goes through trying times, sometimes seasons of trial, and um, I guess every Christian has thought, well, maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just give up. And uh, maybe that's passed through your mind. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, there is no place, no place to give up. No place to give up on the things of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. So the book of Hebrews was written to Christians who were discouraged, who were going through a season uh, when they just thought, I think I'm going to give up. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quit. I'm going to give in. Let me tell you, it is always a mistake to give up on God. It's always a mistake. To give up on God. As a matter of fact, we need to be reminded of the fact that even if you do give up on God, He is not going to give up on you. Amen. He is going to remain true and faithful to you no matter what you experience. I know most have heard of Winston Churchill. He's a famous prime minister in England who some have said of Churchill that he probably, he no doubt saved England and he may have saved the world from all of the Nazi oppression because of his strong commitment, his strong dedication and his bulldog determination to hold on. I had heard that he had made a speech where he just stood up and at this, uh, at this uh, college that he had attended he just stood up and walked to the podium and said, never, ever, ever give up. Never give in. Never, never, never. And I'd heard that. That was true. So I thought, oh, I need to find out about that. And so in my uh, searching, you can find anything on the Internet. And uh, uh, that um, is not really completely accurate because... Churchill did give that speech to his, uh, his college, but he didn't just say those few words. He said more words than that. Let me just tell you a few things that he did say. He said, never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty. Never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield 
to force, never yield to apparent overwhelming might of the enemy. He said, our country has stood in the gap. There was no flinching, no thought of giving in. And by what seemed uh, almost a miracle to those on the outside, we never gave up. We never gave up. Now, uh, his bulldog determination, I guess we could say his wit, his wisdom, his understanding of the struggle and the battle, somehow uh, they persevered. But he attributed it a lot to just fortitude, just determination, to never giving up, just uh, staying in the battle and never giving in to the attacks of the enemy. I have to, I've been around church all of my life. I've been in ministry lots of years, and I have witnessed over the years good people giving up on God. Surprisingly, I've, I've witnessed people who have given up when you would have never believed it. I have ran into people, even in our community, that, uh, that one time was a part of our church. Today, they're not only not a part of our church, they're not a part of any church. They just quit. They just gave up for whatever reason. But I do know this, there's no such thing as a good enough reason to give up on God. Amen. There's not a good enough reason to give up on the things of God. But I've witnessed it, and I know that, that trouble comes. I understand everybody goes through trying situations. And uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not minimizing what people go through, troubles and disappointments and discouragements. And, and uh, I understand we all go through seasons like that. But none of it should be enough to cause us to say, well... I'm through. I'm just going to, to give up on God and walk away. I've, I've even noticed in uh, recent years, people that have been married 25, 30, 40 years and decide to divorce after being together all that many years. It's an, it's an incredible thing that people come to a mindset that they are just willing to give it all up, forsake it all. Well, I... Just want to encourage you today that uh, that uh, there is no place to give up on God. There's no place to give up upon the work of God. There's no place to give up on the church and the ministry of uh, the church. I know that we're prone to uh, in circumstances and problems uh, to allow things to to really mount up on us and to defeat us and discourage us. And some of you today, you might be feeling the weight of discouragement on your uh, shoulders uh, today. But I, I just, I think from God's word, we find strength and encouragement. And uh, much of the book of Hebrews is a reminder that we are to hold on to God. We're to persevere. Amen. We're to endure even through trying times. Back a couple of chapters in Hebrews 10, verse 35, cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Another word that would fit there is endurance. You need patience, you need endurance. So that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while 
and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back or shrink back, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. So how, how long do we hold on to the Lord? How long do we persevere? How long do we remain confident and steady? Well, until the end. Amen. Amen. We just get a grip and we hold on to the Lord and be faithful to the things of the Lord. Now the text here says, wherefore, anytime you see the word wherefore, it's pointing you back to the previous words that were spoken. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter that lists dozens of people who overcame all kinds of trials, difficulties, all kinds of situations. They overcame it by faith. And so we read through Hebrews 11 and we read about these amazing heroes, but their life was characterized with trials, troubles, problems, but somehow they by faith overcame it. They by faith were persistent and did not give up. And so these heroes of faith that are listed uh, for us, um, uh, the, the writer here calls them a, um, a great cloud of witnesses, seeing we are compassed about, surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. The great cloud of witnesses he's referring to are all of those heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. All of them are uh, the great cloud of witnesses. You see, really the example that he's given here is of a race, like an Olympic race. And uh, when someone is in a race, many times it's those on the sidelines that are, in, that are encouraging them and, and uh, shouting and uh, uh, words of encouragement to them. Keep going. Stay encouraged. Don't give up in the race. Stay in the race. Those cloud of witnesses remind us of the fact that we are surrounded by those who have made it by faith. Amen. And not only those of the Old Testament that we read about, but also you and I have those that we have known who've already gone to heaven, who are also a part of that great cloud of witnesses, who are encouraging us, stay in the fight, don't give up. This is no time to let up. This is a time to remain steady and faithful and committed uh, to the Lord because the race is going to be over soon and you must win the race. Amen. You must win the race. So we are encouraged today because there have been those who have made it by faith before us. And they are a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. Amen. I don't know. Everybody has their opinion about this. But what our connection, what the connection between heaven and earth might be. I've heard people say that that cloud of witnesses in heaven, that they uh, are kind of overlooking the balcony of heaven and cheering us on. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I do know uh, that the scripture says that we are surrounded by 
this great cloud of witnesses, uh, these great uh, men and women of God. And so we are able uh, to make it. We are able to remain steady and true and faithful in spite of the trials and the discouragements that you might go through. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. They all were able to accomplish what they did by faith. You don't see it, but you believe it. You know it to be true. There's a lot of things in the word of God. You read it and you accept it because you know that God is dependable. God's word is faithful and you can build your life and stake your eternity upon it. Amen. So we're encouraged by the great cloud of witnesses to stay at it. Amen. Amen. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Amen. But remain steady and true to the Lord. Amen. I remember the, the Sunday after my mother passed away, you know, I, you, you don't really know what to do in circumstances like that. What do we do? The funeral's the next day. Do we go to church? Do we not go to church? What's the right thing to do? And then at the back of my mind, I can hear the voice of my mother saying, you go to church. You go to church. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> we went to the house of the Lord that day. We have a great cloud of witnesses that's, that's encouraging, encouraging us to stay at it. Amen. Be faithful to the Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. And we hold on to these wonderful examples in the word of God of those who made it through trials, heartache, troubles, all kinds of things that we might go through that really are small compared to what these great men and women of faith experienced. And so we're encouraged today because there's a great company of witnesses that has already made it. Amen. They've already made it to the other side and we need to be encouraged uh, to stay in the race. Amen. Wherefore, seeing also you're compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Another way to stay encouraged is just lay aside things. There's really two categories that are mentioned here to lay aside. If you're in a race, you need, you need to get ready of get rid of everything that has you kind of encumbered and uh, weighed down. Just get rid of it. And uh, uh, I think a lot of times people get discouraged because they're trying to live with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. And uh, they can't seem to, to make any progress in their spiritual life because they've got too much connection to the world. Amen. It's got them weighed down in this world. And so he said, lay, lay these weights aside, the entanglements, just the things that hinder you. It's not necessarily talking about sinful things. He mentions the sin, but he also says that he gives the two categories, the weights and the sins. Some things that might not necessarily be sinful things, but they're not going to help your, your Christian walk. They're not going to encourage your progress in the things of the Lord, if anything, they'll discourage you. They'll weight you down and keep you from making the progress that God wants you to make. Amen. So we're in a race 
And if you want to make it, then look at your life. Evaluate your life. Are there things that you've allowed to be so important to you that really shouldn't be? And uh, things that you could just lay aside so that you can make better progress. If, they're, if it's affecting your life, your testimony, your victory, uh, unnecessary baggage that you, you're carrying around with you every day, get rid of it. Remove it from your life. It's unnecessary, and if it's hindering your progress, then it probably is going to discourage you. I think, really, a lot of people are discouraged in their Christian walk because they're, they're, they're trying to live in both worlds. They're, they're trying to have the world and have the things of God, and, and they, just, they can't balance the two, and so they're discouraged because they're not making much progress. It's, it really, it's, it's a miserable thing to be half-hearted, it is. It's a miserable position to be in, to be half committed, half hearted. The joy comes from just committing to the Lord, just selling out to the Lord, just giving your all to Jesus. That's where the joy comes from. Amen. So there are things that may not necessarily be sinful things, but they are just entangling you and weighing you down and not important to your spiritual progress. Amen. Sometimes the wrong people can hold you back. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you can allow yourself to get too entangled with people that, that are not following the Lord. They don't have the same values you have. They don't have the same commitment that you have. And uh, that can happen to young people, but it can happen to anyone that you just allow people to affect your life sometimes you can get entangled with the things of your past you can't seem to get beyond it you can't seem to get over it you're just dealing with your past and you can't seem to get the victory and it's weighing you down you can't make progress but God wants you to lay it down give it up and turn to the Lord there are a lot of things in this world that are not necessarily sinful things but they're certainly not helping you in your spiritual progress amen amen give them up there's the weight and the sin he clarifies it it's not just sins general it's the sin and what's he talking about in in the book of hebrews he's talking about the sin of unbelief the sin of unbelief or whatever whatsoever is not of faith is sin if you allow things uh, to get a hold and a grip on your life, uh, unbelief will destroy your spiritual progress. Amen. Amen. So be encouraged today because we have a, a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on and that they've already made it by faith. If they made it, then God can help you to make it as well. Be encouraged today to know that you can lay aside every weight and the sin that's got you so entangled. Get those things out of your life so you, you can make some progress. These weights and sins that so easily beset you or entangle you or surround you. Get a grip on your life. Get rid of them so that you can move forward. Amen. Then the most important thing. The most important thing is, is verse number two. Looking unto Jesus, the author 
and the finisher of our faith. Amen. You see, if you're going to run in a race, you've got to set your sight on the goal. You've got to look at the prize. And uh, he says, look unto Jesus, who is the author. He's the one that got this all started. It's because of him that, that you got saved. He is the beginning, and he is the one that's going to carry you all the way to the end. He is the, he's the beginning and the end. He is the author. He is the finisher of our faith and so our focus needs to be upon the lord amen just want to encourage you today not to give up but to get your eyes upon the lord amen get your eyes on jesus get your eyes up on him he's the one that can can work in your life and can direct your steps all the way along the way Really what this is talking about is being a Christian that just gets obsessed with it. Amen. I've heard of people say, well, you can go overboard in your religion and your commitment to God. I don't think that's possible. I just don't think it is. I believe that you, if you're going to make it in this present world today, Jesus has to be your all in all. And you have to make him the focus of your life. And you have to get obsessed with with the, the things of God and the walk with the Lord and make sure that that's the most important thing of your life. I think sometimes our struggles come because we get our eyes off of the Lord and we're, our eyes are on everything else and we, we can't seem to see our way clearly to move forward in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So be encouraged today because there are many in this great company of witnesses that have already made it by faith. And if they made it, you can make it. Be encouraged today because uh, the Lord has uh, provided us the strength and the grace to lay aside every weight and every sin so that we can not be encumbered by the things of the world and move forward. And be encouraged because you can put your eyes and focus your attention upon the Lord. How easy it is for all of us to get our eyes on everything else going on around us. So much so that uh, it weighs us down, it defeats us, it discourages us. Get your eyes upon the Lord this morning. Amen. Get your eyes upon the Lord. He's the author, he's the finisher of our faith. And then it says, who for the joy that was set before him... He endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What's it talking about? It's talking about that Jesus looked at the cross and he looked at all of his sufferings and all that he was going to go through. And he looked beyond that to see the fact that he was going to come out of the grave and he could face uh, the, the horribleness of the cross and all that he went through for us, he can face that because he knew that on the other side of that, there was going to be a resurrection. Amen. And that he was going to ascend to the Father. And that he was going to be seated at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. And so our eyes need to be fixed upon the Lord today. And whatever you're up against, some of you that may be going through some real trying uh, times right now, uh, that really have you so overwhelmed. 
we got to look beyond that and look to Jesus and look to him and understand that he's the one that is going to provide for us the hope and the victory. He is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Never give up. Never give up. I don't know. There may be some in this service today that in your mind, I, you're, you're just you're at a breaking point. And you're just thinking, I don't know what to do, but uh, I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can keep serving the Lord. The enemy, he, he can jump on your shoulders and pound on you and lie to you and convince you that there is no hope for your life or the future. Don't give up. Hold on to the Lord. Remain steady. Remain faithful to the Lord. The same God that started this work of grace in your life, he's going to be able to complete it. He's going to be able to carry you all the way to the end. Hold on to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you because we know that as we hold on to you, that you have provided, Lord, the, the grace and the strength, Lord, to remain faithful in an hour when there are so many things that we're dealing with so much uh, discouragement and defeat and so many things that the enemy's throwing our way. But Lord, we're holding on to you today. We are not losing heart. We are not giving up. We're holding on to you with all of our heart. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord.